What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Leadership Evolve podcast. This is the weekly dose second episode. Today is May 3rd, 2021. Uh, damn, man, this year's going by so fucking fast. I don't know about you guys, but it's just, I can't believe we're almost halfway through it. I guess what I'm thinking about it's uh, last year just seems like such a blur. Like, I, I don't remember my moments of last year. Like, was I watching Tiger King at this time or was I binge watching Entourage for like the ninth fucking time? Anyways, yeah, and this year is just going blazingly fast. Um, I explained last week uh, how for these weekly dose episodes, I'm going to start them out with a few pieces of news, uh, you know, that's going on in the, in the last week. And you know to be honest with you it's it's just articles that i that i like um throughout the week so i guess the value for you guys is uh hopefully i've I've done some of that work for you and um i'm gonna include these articles in the show notes so you know if you like what you're hearing if it's interesting enough for you and you got an hour skill during the week or i don't know it just applies to you in in a positive way check those out um so we'll start with that and uh, one of the cool things I read um, this week was uh, an article from Forbes, and it was um, talking about why Lego, the company Lego, is encouraging all leaders to play more. Um, so research by the Lego Foundation actually identified the benefits of play across five main areas. Play associated with learning allows individuals to regulate emotions, defined by researchers Mary Helen Imordino Yang and Antonio Damasio. Uh, as the emotional rudder. Playfulness creates joyful experiences stimulating dopamine, the hormone obviously helping us to make sense of new information and strengthen memories. Uh, Furthermore, S. Ben Stark, president of Lego Education, explains the importance of this approach. approach. Research shows the benefits of learning by doing and real-world application, like building the space shuttle for the future out of Lego bricks or stimulating a spacewalk. These meaningful, playful, hands-on learning experiences nurture and stimulate the confidence, curiosity, and creativity needed to take on the challenges of today and tomorrow. Um, the rest of it kind of goes through um, how important curiosity is, which I totally agree. I, I It was a really good read for me, um, and I think it's really interesting. Um, and you've been hearing... Uh, similar things, not specifically by Lego, but that kind of going back to kid behaviors like playing and stuff really does stimulate the mind uh, in a different way. But yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. The second article um, was talking about how leaders uh, get in the way of organizational change. This was from the Harvard Business Review and um, essentially talks about, you know, despite the vast body of knowledge available to leaders on how to affect lasting positive organizational change you know too many executives continue reaching for the same comfortable levers that consistently miss the mark uh this was a crazy stat the offsided failure rate of organizational transformations continues hovering around 70 percent that's pretty crazy if you got a major change on the horizon or one stuck in a ditch here is how to avoid yourself from the grips of it. And he, they basically outlined three things. Uh, it dives into, you know, underestimating the work, overestimating the organizational's capacity, and then misjudging how others see you. And this was really around just so many of these changes sometimes are just stemmed from leaders' personal interests and what they like. And, and obviously, 
you know, it's something that they care about and it's their baby. So, you know, they can't understand or they have to at least if they don't understand what the other employees feel about it and try to take the, their personal motivation out of it, which I guess easier said than done, but so many fail to do it. And I think leaders have to do a better job at that. Um, this week, uh, talking about the, my opinion, of course, the biggest misconception in leadership. Um, I think growing up for me, uh, you know, looking at watching TV and looking at people around me, you know, families and friends, and just really from the outside looking in, it seems that leaders always know the answer. And, you know, you always think, why wouldn't they? Very common sense reaction, because at the end of the day, you know, you think they're at the top for that exact reason, right? And, you know, don't be too surprised as well if that incompetent boss of yours thinks that exact thing deep down and you know you have heard statements such as you know such a tough tough decision but you know it just had to be done you know and the way they say it has to be done like it's like the they're just taking pride in it like listen this is just another level that you guys don't understand and i just i know when it just has to be done i'm able to battle through it and and stick my head out there and and i just know i'm just on another plane than you guys in terms of knowing you know, probably all in while they're thinking to themselves, I have to make sure I never show a sign of weakness, obviously. And knowing is going to be the easiest way to portray that strength. But, you know, I, it just, just reminds me of I've had bosses that, you know, they never utter the words, I don't know. Simple. And if a prediction or decision they make goes wrong, the last thing I heard from them ever was, you know, what? already my bad, man. I completely fucked up there. Never. And it sounds crazy. But it's just like those simple things, I think, and everyone can agree with me on this one, goes a long way, man. Um, there was a quote I actually saw earlier this week from Simon Sinek. I know, I, I promise I'm not going to mention this dude every fucking episode. Um, but this quote was just too good. He, he says, true strength is the courage to admit our weaknesses. So one more time, true strength is the courage to admit our weaknesses. And that's exactly how employees perceive it when you're vulnerable with them. And when you open up in a way to say, I messed that up and it's not following something that they need to do better. It's just straight up being as genuine as you can with just another human being and and just putting it out there and saying, listen, you're right here. I'm, I completely messed it up. Um, I, I personally experienced this actually during my first years leading a small sales team uh, for, for our company back then to keep it short during training. The first two weeks really focused on market research. You know, we wanted to make sure that new sales reps uh, utilize the variety of resources such as the CRM, the sales navigator, etc. to find the right type of accounts and make sure within those accounts you're finding the right people um, who would be responsible for the service and the product that we were selling at the time. And uh, it's so important to, to do that right from the bat because you want to make sure all their efforts and, and they're making 50 cold calls or emails or whatever, that it's not going to waste. So the quality of the research really can can set up the foundation for the rest of your sales process. Um, anyways, so we would have like a default criteria for what type of companies would be fit, but there would be some that fell in the gray area, you know, on multiple occasions there would be these gray type of accounts that could go either way, but 
because at that time in the company, we had not come across a company with those combination of attributes. They kind of fell in an area where someone had to make a ruling and we basically decided, is this worth for us to go after and, and reach out? And w- with me, you know, what, what I did very early on was if someone came to me and I had my take on it and I'm saying because of X, Y, and Z, you know, don't waste your time with this company. They're not good. And then the employee would come back and, and it would show me that, hey, already, you know, here's actually some more proof. Here's why I think it's worth the contact. And I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, maybe like the first couple of times, I defended myself and I defended why it's not good and stuck with my decision. But I, I got to tell you right away, it just didn't feel right. It just, I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, why, you know, this kid's right, right? I mean, it's, it is what it is. I didn't get it right. He knew more than me in that situation. He did his work, showed evidence. Why not? And what I started doing after that is just, just being as real as possible. I mean, I really can't explain it any other way. And when I mean real, just someone showed it to me. I was like, damn, man, you got me. Yeah, I, I missed that or crap. Yeah, you make a good point with that one. You know what? go ahead and contact it or vice versa, whether I said contact it and then they show me proof um, while saying, you know what, already, I, I just don't think uh, I was going to go contact them, but I don't think it's a good idea because of what I found. But with my boss, when I was training, you know, there would be these great type of accounts and, and he would make a ruling on it, but after further research, how disprove it. And he would just go through fighting to death to defend why that decision is going to stick. And at some point it becomes obvious, like, dude, you know, you're wrong but you're just flexing your power or you just have to make a point that you can't be wrong. It's impossible for you to be wrong. And people just see right through that kind of shit. Um, but ultimately, I, 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 once I started doing it, I saw the value of it just overall for myself, for the employee, for the company, everything. And I did that as much as I could to really start cementing the fact that my position does not mean by any means that I can't be wrong. That with the title, I have this aura around me that deflects any normal human tendencies like being wrong or messing up. That first action led me to drop my ego on on more and more occasions. And truth be told, it takes less energy being authentic and honest. During certain reviews, you know, they would challenge a specific improvement that I was proposing and provide a compelling case. And I just sit there like that and, and... I tell him, listen, you make a great point. Let's scratch what I had. Let's go with yours. And the consistency of being genuine and not with the intentions of utilizing it as a strategy, I started to build genuine bonds with them. You know, not some BS manufacturing of a friendship. Nah, like I loved them for who they were as people. Given they were aware that I would never puff my chest out and try to argue if I knew I was wrong. They began to trust me when I asked them to maybe do something specific or gave them constructive criticism and I had my data and my evidence to back it up of where I was coming from. There's no passive aggressiveness, awkwardness, or any fakeness, you know, because get this, when you care about someone, not as an employee, but as a person, that you look out for them as if they're not one bit different than your friend or family, then people listen with intent. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you heard a boss take personal responsibility when the employee's not performing well? 
Maybe you have. Have you ever heard him say, listen, John, my bad. I, I wasn't available to you more this month. And I really wasn't being as clear as I should have been. You guys have to understand the impact that has in building trust and how that trust is going to be the backbone of your team. I mean, you know, I've had bosses and, uh, that said, I'm not here to make any friends. And they, they take pride in being indifferent to any hate or criticism directed towards them. When they see themselves on this new other level and, and they do see that aura around themselves and you mix in the ideologies of power, then the result of that is people who are aware of what they're doing, but they've justified it. And that's what's really scary. And that's what really shows that we still you know, have a lot of work to do in, in fixing a big wave of managers and, and directors and whatnot. Um, I had a great conversation actually around this with uh, Dr. Bang, who actually is the episode that I released today. Um, for the longest time, management and leadership have for some reason conformed into the same word, uh, word. When in reality, they could not be any more different. You know, sometimes the biggest rifts and misconceptions come from the different perspectives the boss and the employee has in regards to what is happening. The employee is expecting leadership while the boss is managing. Now, I don't want to butcher the professor's take on it, so I'll let you guys listen to it um, in depth. But it's just another sign as to why leadership needs to be not viewed as, as this uh, as like only from a professional standpoint but from a perspective that sees it as a life skill. Now, don't forget, Artie, you need followers to be a leader. And if you ask everyone to be a leader, then who's left to follow? Again, that is a one-dimensional view of it. Um, the author of Radical Candor, Kim Scott, actually, it just, it just reminded me, um, mentions that there are two different people in the world. She says the there's superstars and the rock stars. And the rock stars are those employees that want absolute stability in their careers. You know, they value a place's mission and objectives and giving their best efforts, but they also want to maybe focus on their family or charity or hobby, and they just see it as a career, and they just want to stay with where they're at. Um, those individuals can reap the benefits of a leadership mindset while still maintaining their rock star role at their organization, being an associate or, or whatever that doesn't have, you know, title-based management uh, responsibilities and i think when you begin seeing the values and you begin isolating them and i know i've said this uh, last week as well when you isolate the values of leadership you're able to just see it from a different perspective and that different perspective is gonna just make you start that journey and it, it's just something that when you s settle down on that foundation that you have with it it's just going to make the managing aspect of it and the growth of it just so much easier because there's still a lot of work to be done. That foundation is the, the, the starting step with it. But while you're on that journey and when you get the manager role, it just it, it's going to make it easier for you. Don't think that you have to be right. Don't think that you have to know more than everyone. No. Obviously, you know, you have to have success in what you're doing and clearly you're good at something. But, you know, if you're already there, I'm like a safe assumption that you're already doing something that is extraordinary for your work of place to promote you within that. But it, 
when you separate it, that's my management, my work promoting because of my management. Here's my leadership. I'm going to grow this. And then once I'm in a manager, now I can really ha have a consistent source and that foundation, basically, that I'm going to manage on top of. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Um, thanks so much uh, again for your support on this. This is the weekly dose um, episode number two. But yeah, I will uh, hope to see you guys soon. Obviously, I'll just see you next Monday if I don't hear from you uh, for the rest of the week. All right, bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I really, really appreciate your support. If you want to learn more, please visit leadershipev.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at rdg at leadershipev.com. That's A-R-D-I-G at leadershipev.com. Thank you and see you soon. And just ran a long distance. My girlfriend told me all I needed was persistence. Opportunity come one time, so don't miss it. I listen.